0: Hey there, welcome to I'm Bored. I am Dan Klein. Sorry we haven't been with you for a few days, but uh, those of you who follow me in the real world probably have noticed I'm doing all sorts of live video over at The Motley Fool. So if you are a Motley Fool member and wanna see much, much more of me, uh, you know, feel free to check out livechats.fool.com. But I am very excited today to be joined by a friend of mine, uh, someone from the same part of the universe I'm from, which is sort of part of our origin story, how we met. Uh, joined by a musician, met him on a cruise ship, uh, Steve Dennis. Steve, how are you?
1: Not too bad, man. How are you doing, man?
0: Uh, going a little crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't blame you. <laughs> you know, it's very strange. I mean, look, you're used to being confined in a, in a small space. I mean, a cruise ship is big, <laughs> but your room was what? Oh. 100, 110
1: feet Sh- shoe box that it was tiny absolutely tiny
0: you know i mean it's basically a a bed did you you got a chair sure. i assume or did you get one of those weird stools oh man
1: i i had a bed and i had a chair that had a little desk but like the, the chair you had to be like i think you're six inches from the desk that you were from you couldn't <laughs> have any leeway it was it was very compact
0: it's a little better as a passenger obviously um that said you know, I, I'm often there for free. And when you're getting comped and you're not not like a super high roller, sometimes you're getting like the weird rooms, like the ones at the end of the hallway, like (laughs) they might have like a lot of width, but then the furniture doesn't fit or
1: like really strange. (laughs) How was your shower size? Because mine was like, literally I couldn't lift my leg up or anything like that. So
0: have you ever done like the, uh, the water slides where you like sit in the tube and then the bottom falls out? Yeah, that's what it felt. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm a bigger guy than you are. Like, you're, yeah. You're, so, so Steve, so you all know, um, is a singer-songwriter uh, yeah. in, in his own right, has some really amazing original music. Thanks, brother. Uh, but you're welcome. But it's true. I wouldn't say it if it wasn't. Um, but I met him on the Navigator of the Seas, where he spent four months. Is that fair to say?
1: Uh, four and a half or so. Yeah.
0: Four and a half months uh, mm-hmm. playing pretty much every night what'd yep. you get like a, a day off every couple of weeks every
1: Wednesday every Wednesday head off okay off. And,
0: and I was always on the uh Friday through through Monday morning what's well, a so.
1: month I think I had you four times right <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah you did yeah.
0: which is cool. which is bizarre I understand mm-hmm. that that not that most people are not doing that well but. do
1: this the second time I saw you, you were the first like repeat guest I remember seeing I was like wait <laughs> hold on I know this guy
0: yeah <laughs> I, cool. I, I I've had the same experience with, with a couple of other people where it's – but remember, I live in West Palm Beach. Right. I gamble and get a lot of free offers. So that sort of three-day weekend is like the perfect recharge. Oh, um, yeah. Bet. You know, and I've done – not on the Navigator, on some other ships, I've done four- and five-day itineraries, um, but not by myself. Like, right. like, three days by yourself seems okay. Longer than that, maybe you're strange. Yeah.
1: Well, dude, that's how I felt. Like I was basically solo when I first got on there. I was like, what is going on? It was fun at first. Then you kind of like get your feet under you after it gets a little kind of tiring, you know?
0: So I I know, you know, that you made friends on board, but how does Mm -hmm. that go? Like, I mean, obviously people are always coming or going. I see your Instagram feed when you're on board and like every other week, like someone you knew in like the performing group, uh, maybe someone in the show, maybe another musician Mm -hmm. was getting off and it seems perpetually sad. Yeah. How does that that Uh, work?
1: So it's kind of, you grow numb to it <laughs> after a while because um, I, I got some really good friends going the first couple months of the ship and then those good friends, they all signed off and that was kind of a, a tough, I don't know, a few days for me. But then, I don't know, you just get used to the fact that people come and go all the time, guests, members of the um, shows and all that stuff. So um, it's, it's something that you uh, overcome, I guess.
0: In the, in the time you're not performing, are you sort of uh, grouped with the other solo musicians for trainings and other things?
1: uh yeah i mean so we we did have some time off um but the only trainings i guess i had to do with other people was um i guess like the pack shows which i know you probably have a lot of knowledge on now but um (laughs) yeah i as far as like training goes for music i was solo man i was practicing in my cabin all day and stuff like that
0: that uh so so i mean i know you're you're pretty good friends with amber cole who i had on a couple of days ago how how do you guys meet like you're working at exactly the same time
1: i know right um i remember i think the first time i met amber i was uh getting food at the Windjammer, which is the um buffet or whatever you want to call it up on the top deck and uh i was going to the elevator and then this girl was wearing this really like golden chimey dress (laughs) and uh we were both happened to be on our uh, break like really quick kind of like intertwining and um yeah, so we talked for about a few minutes in the elevator, and then we met at the back deck and had a couple of drinks, and then we kind of just became friends after that.
0: It uh, So is there sort of like a camaraderie? Um, well, I suppose hours are similar, so your off time is similar uh, compared right. to like the guy who cleans your room who's working a 19-hour day. You were, you were <laughs> oh, only yeah. working, what, three, maybe three and a half hours a night?
1: There were, I guess the average would be about three and a half, four, but there were nights so it went up to like five, five and a half, um, if it was a special kind of careers, but yeah, we uh we had, we had it good, so no complaints. It uh,
0: So that, so part of how we met is you kept saying you were from Boston, right? Uh, yeah. and, and on the the first night, there I, we go. <laughs> I, I saw you play, I walk up and I ask you, I said, so where are you from? Uh, mm-hmm. And you said, of course, Boston. And I said, right. I've been saying that for 30 years, but I'm from yeah. Swampscott. Right, <laughs> and, right. And you admit you're from Saugus. And Saugus compared to Swampscott, pretty similar, correct?
1: I'd say so, yeah. Generally, it's in the north shore of uh, Massachusetts area. So it's, what's it, 10 minutes from Boston?
0: Yeah, because the first thing, yeah, Swampscott's about 20 minutes. So the first thing I I, I did after we started chatting is I looked you up somewhere on social media. Mm -hmm. And your last gig had been playing at the Kowloon.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) So I haven't seen you play back there since then. But that's kind of a, a, a historic venue. Is it like? Oh yeah, I know cool. it's weird. It's a Chinese restaurant, but is it kind of a special place to play?
1: Well, believe it or not, they um, I played outside. They had this whole tiki bar thing going for the first time last year, and um, I was, I opened up the tiki bar musically, and uh, it was cool. It's cool vibe, but I never played inside, but still have the same vibe outside. Uh,
0: do, do they host? Con- I mean, I know they've done, they do comedy, and mm-hmm. it's uh, it's where all the pro wrestlers hang out when they're in town for yeah. bo- <laughs> playing Boston. It's a right. sort of iconic Chinese restaurant that yeah. uh. There's really nothing even vaguely similar in Florida. So I don't even know right. what to compare it to. Yeah.
1: It's a cool spot though. I've been going there since I was a kid and I still so, go there. I mean, not now, but since right. before the quarantine, I was there, I don't know, twice a week. Anyway, I, uh,
0: I make their lobster sauce recipe. <laughs> oh yeah. Do you? I love yeah. that stuff. I looked it up online and I'm like, Oh, that's really not that hard. Right? Like, it's like three ingredients.
1: And there's no so, lobster in it, isn't there? It's just like, no. So,
0: it, it, so like lobster sauce, in Boston is brown everywhere else in the world is white and a circle in a served over lobster. It's sort of a, okay. a ground pork uh, hoisin, a few other things. Okay. Um, but if you order it and you're from Boston in like a Florida restaurant, you'll get it. And it looks like it's like, you know, not cooked correctly. Right. Right. There is actually one place here in Boynton beach that if you ask for Boston style, uh, my uncle taught them how to do it. No which way. is Add a little bit of soy sauce. Okay. Like, that's it's, cool. Yeah, it's not, and, and they actually changed owners, so I was really worried about it. But they right. actually, they actually still do, still do it.
1: Oh, very cool! I love that.
0: So, so yeah, and believe me, moving from New England to Florida, you give up a lot of food. There oh is, yeah, there is no such thing as a roast beef sandwich here. Oh, I mean, they exist, but sandwich. they exist in like an RB sense,
1: which is just dry crap. Yeah. So, so, you
0: have you been to Kelly's? Oh, in Sagas. Or, or the r- original in the Revere? Revere.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah.
0: So, ex- explain to people what Kelly's is.
1: So, um, from my knowledge, Kelly's roast beef is what they call it, and it's like the t- traditional like roast beef sandwich. It comes rare, hopefully, sometimes. But there's some better places than Kelly's. Kelly's isn't my favorite, but it's right on the beach. And oh, I, uh, now like,
0: I want to know where's better.
1: Oh man, there's a place uh, in Peabody called Athas. Quick plug, Athas in okay. Peabody. Uh, it's right on uh, next to Sylvan Street Grill, and then. One other place called um, Londy's, which is great too. Wait,
0: have you played Sylvan Street Grill?
1: No, no, I haven't. Oh, uh, yeah, that's
0: <laughs> another like legendary, like yeah, you know, know. towny hangout kind of place. <laughs> Maybe once uh, all
1: this stuff uh, dies down, I can reach out.
0: So, so there's no cheese steaks in Florida, or if they are, it's like cubes of cheese <laughs> of steak. Like they, they just they don't in any way know what they're doing. Right. Uh, the Chinese food here is dreadful. Oh, I bet. There's very little seafood, if that makes any sense. I literally live on the ocean, a mile and a half from the ocean. Really? And we do not have any, like, seafood in the rough places. Now, if you drive up to Jupiter, there, there's, there's places where there, there's probably no commercial fishing here or even no, like, guy out in a boat. Right, right. The way, like, in Swampscott, when I was a kid, you could, like, go down to the dock and buy lobsters from, like, some guy who went lobster fishing.
1: Dude, seriously. That's the biggest benefit of being in this area
0: that uh i tried to explain we have a family house in uh, jaffrey new hampshire and when people would come up in the summer i'd make lobster they're like oh can we give you some money i'm like this is literally cheaper than ground beef here <laughs> like <laughs> right, right. these these were 289 a pound like except i right. had to go to two different stores because you're only allowed to buy five it's well, you yours-
1: know funny for me like i'm not a seafood guy which is the worst possible thing to be when you're uh in this area but the one thing i do eat is lobster so like i luck out in that regard
0: it's, I was going to say, it's also a weird thing to be when you're working on a cruise ship, where there oh, is yeah. a, oh, there's yeah. plenty, but not not only on board, there's a lot of fish, but y- you did the same itinerary over and yeah. over, which mm-hmm. had to be a little dreary. So the navigator goes to, it stops in NASA. Right. And if you've been to Nassau, really the benefit of it is there are some different restaurants. Cause mm-hmm. I, I've heard from other people who work on the ships that you get very tired of the repetitive menu. Yeah, for sure. But other than that, there's not a lot to see in NASA. And then you stopped at the private island you got to go once during the storm to Mexico. Was that the only time you, you did anything different?
1: Um, So we did that. Yeah. Once during, I forget the name of the hurricane Dorian, I think. And um, then there's actually this um, chartered cruise, uh, it was a swingers cruise, believe it or not. That was uh, literally the last week of my contract and we got to go to the Virgin Islands and stuff. So that was a, that was a good break. That was a lot of fun.
0: Now explain to me how a swingers cruise work. I mean, I know what swingers are, but yeah. I, I had this conversation with, uh, with Sam Enzike, another cruise ship guitarist who we both know, and, and he was not super thrilled if he was going to have to work the, the, the <laughs> yeah. swingers cruise. How was it presented to you?
1: It was just a, like kind of a world of unknown. Cause we were used to so much of the same thing, you know, like we had the same itinerary every week, twice a week. Um, and the second, it was day of the, uh, the day of the swinger's cruise the ship was just a different thing man we couldn't like go into public areas and stuff at least at first i thought that was still the case for like us musicians but um once we found out that the musicians could go out to those areas it was just it was a, it was a party 24/7 man and like i wasn't expecting to enjoy it as much as i did but it was just a, it was just i don't know a club type atmosphere the whole time
0: Okay, so it was like a party, but the swinging part of it was behind closed doors. That <laughs> that... that
1: was behind closed doors. That was off limits, man. I mean, probably probably better off for me. <laughs>
0: How were the pub crowds?
1: Uh, believe it or not, they're actually a lot of fun. Um, they they uh, usually have some like I guess uh, meet and greets in the pub before I start playing, and then I come in right after it ends. There's usually a good crowd in there, but um, I only had like three gigs the entire cruise. So it was a nice break for me. I had four days off.
0: Oh wow! Yeah. Is that because they were using those venues for their own things?
1: Right, right, right. Yeah.
0: That uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like maybe I'd go on like a comedian cruise. Right, or, uh, you know, that, that was
1: good prep for the sanitiz- sanitizing that I do now. So <laughs> <laughs> that uh, the, the the
0: the last cruise I was on, I was on the Explorer of the Seas. Um, okay. Over. Oh, maybe it's not the last one. A c- Couple of, ago, the I was on it with a bunch of people who work for Chick Fil A. They were executives at Chick Fil A. And they were on it and they were drinking like crazy, like in the hot tub, just drink after drink. I'm having that like makes one. me like
1: Chick-fil-A more.
0: <laughs> well, the funny thing is they were going on a booze cruise because after that trip, they were getting on the Oasis or one other, the two of the biggest ships. Chick-fil-A bought them all out, but wow. no alcohol.
1: Wow, no shit. Because
0: they're they're fundamentalists. So, like, they (laughs) paid Royal Caribbean whatever they would have made in alcohol, which you know is a sizable amount. Oh, yeah. Uh, And and I think brought a lot of their own entertainment and, you know, doing – even on the island, no drinks, Mm -hmm. no anything. So, I was with – and I won't say what his job is because it would probably identify He was a super nice guy. Right. But he was basically, like, doing his drinking for the next six days all all on a three- or four-day trip.
1: He must have been a fun time.
0: It was – it it, it was – I mean, you, you know, those those three-day weekend trips tend to have a pretty fun vibe. Oh, absolutely. But they can also go, you know, because if it's not a school vacation or a long mm-hmm. weekend, they can also, like, skew pretty old. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, yeah. You got to depend on the bachelorette parties and bachelor parties for those weekends, you know. So, so what was
0: your strategy in the pub? Because obviously the pub was kind of a mixed bag. Some nights right. it would be crowded, some nights it would be, me yeah. <laughs> right, right no seriously you're right but like when a bachelorette party walked by I, I know what Sam did what, what was your
1: strategy oh man so um I locked out big time I'm really into playing John Mayer and Jack Johnson stuff and I remember the first bachelor party I think you were there for that I could be wrong but I think you were there for it um I was just playing a song by John Mayer and then all of a sudden I see this group of like 12 girls start walking by and then they stop and start listening to me playing like look at me. Like I make eye contact and then they just walk in, man. And then I just like, once I know what they like, I just keep playing stuff like that. So it's, that was a lot of like early two thousands pop music, you know? I,
0: yeah. Sam would always break out Taylor Swift or girls just oh, want to have fun. Oh no
1: shit. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I want to write that one down. Yeah,
0: that, 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 that usually, that usually worked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so what was the hardest parts of doing that? I mean, obviously being away from your family can't be yeah. that, that easy. Uh, what what else
1: was difficult um well I missed a couple things like family related my sister got married so I missed that that was kind of a bummer um but I guess the hardest part was kind of just like the alone time um at the at first before you get to meet people and then believe it or not it becomes more like a family type atmosphere with all the people that you meet there like I've got some friends for life that I still talk to every day that I met on the cruise so I'm, I'm very grateful for it
0: See, I, I feel as a passenger, I mean, I, you know, I, I have a couple of friends who work on ships that, I, right. that I've i kept in touch with, Right. but sometimes like on a three-day trip, I'd be alone and I'd get sort of like adopted by a group of guys, you know, I, okay. I gamble, there's usually people in the casino, you know, or someone you met in the pool, you just like get dinner invitations, you're talking and every offer of oh hey in the real world I'll get in touch my my kid my kid's really into stocks he'd love to right. talk to you like like I've had exactly one LinkedIn request is, no, the, yeah, 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 yeah. is the the sole level so it, it's very much like a school trip when you like make a friend you didn't mm-hmm. know otherwise or like right. summer camp where it's compartmentalized like you have your summer camp friends because I'm I'm sure if I bumped into any of those guys on a ship again they'd be thrilled to see me right but but definitely separate worlds, and obviously not the same as living with people for months at a time and sharing meals. Mm-hmm. And uh, right. I'm, I'm I'm guessing fairly legendary evenings in the crew bar. But oh I, yeah, I,
1: man, we <laughs> can't talk about it without risking I've, not getting another gig there.
0: I've I've read enough books on the subject that uh that, that I'm somewhat aware <laughs> of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you come back to Boston. Yeah. And and I'm watching on social media, and you go from like one or two gigs a week to like a pretty heavy gig schedule right yeah
1: yeah Uh, I lucked out big time Um, I just made the because I just loved playing six nights a week on the cruise believe it or not and I just didn't get tired and I so when I came home and I was playing like one or two a week I was like wow I'm like I need more of this so I just um, luckily reached out and started filling up my schedule and it's been full since um, then but then we had a little bit of a delay recently there's, there's
0: going to be one hell of a demand when all, when all is said and done.
1: <laughs> yeah, hopefully.
0: So you write original songs. You, you, yeah. you obviously have a very deep roster of covers. Yeah. It, is your, have you figured it out? Are you going to stay in Boston? Are you going to move down here? Are you going to go hit yeah. Key West? Go d- work, take another cruise contract? Like- uh,
1: so uh, I actually had a con- uh, contract lined up to go to um, like the Pacific, New Zealand, Australia, Hawaii, all that stuff from March to June. Oh, wow. So that went out the window, yeah. Um, but for me, I've always wanted to venture out and maybe think of Nashville or L.A., but um, something about Boston just makes me, I don't know, feel more inspired to write. So it's, it's, it's a tricky question for me right now. I'm not too sure.
0: How much did you write on board?
1: A lot. I wrote a lot. Um, I don't know. I probably wrote 15 to 20 full songs, which – Probably happened the whole career that I've had before, before the ship, <laughs> honestly. Uh, and I recorded one or two on the ship, too, so it was fun.
0: So do you um, – is the goal still to make albums? like, Or is it just to put out songs individually? Like, I, Dude, I, yeah. I, I don't really understand the music business anymore, and you know I used to work at music right. magazines and stuff.
1: Right, right. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that.
0: Yeah, I worked at Guitar um, World for a while.
1: Yeah, and your brother does something in, in that industry, too, uh, My right?
0: brother is like a big-deal executive in the entertainment industry.
1: Very cool. Um, no, he's so doing
0: – He's, he's sadly uh, sitting on a rooftop in Miami because there's not a lot of advertising going on right now. Yeah,
1: that sucks, man. But um, hopefully things change.
0: Yeah, he has a guaranteed contract, so it could be worse. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Absolutely. He, um,
0: he will be very mad if he listens, but there's zero chance he listens. <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
1: just just keep it quiet for this week. <laughs> um, so as far as like, like the music, I guess, business side of it, I have no idea, honestly. I just kind of um, go off of what I've been seeing because – it seems like a lot of people put out singles a lot. And um, so for me, I've just been writing and once I record, I record in my bedroom, believe it or not. And when I get something to sound good, I want that to go out as soon as I can. So like, I recorded a song last week and it comes out on Friday, believe it or not. Um, so I think singles for me right now is the, the alley I'm going to take.
0: And like, eventually like what do you try to get them into movies and like it it just like i I had the same conversation with amber yeah like i don't know what if i had that talent which i absolutely do not it's there's no path to it you used to like the goal was to get signed yeah now you can make it on your own but like, right. I don't know, are you going to tour around the country in a van for three years to try to build up a, that's <laughs> right.
1: really hard. Well, that's the power of social media, but also that's one of the reasons why I would like to check out Tennessee and um, California. Cause those businesses are thriving over there. I mean, all, although it's still like the record companies aren't what they used to be, there's, you get more recognition when you play in areas like that. Cause it's just what it's all about.
0: Have you spent any time in Nashville?
1: Yeah, I've been a few times. Uh, it's, it's crazy. <laughs>
0: It's one of my favorite cities. I mean, because it's kind of like being on a cruise ship, except yeah. there's sort of like the same bar over and over again. Right,
1: right, right. <laughs> like,
0: like, you know, you're not getting like a th- – th- there's no like hip-hop bar. <laughs> right,
1: no, which is awesome. I, I can't stand hip-hop bars, man. When it's just live music, I love that stuff.
0: It, it, you know, but like, you know, you're getting a very country-themed. And Key West, uh, which we've talked about, is literally, in my opinion, a land cruise ship. Really? Like, yeah, you can walk around on, on any night and there's 30 guitarists, probably 26 of them are fully covers guys. Yeah. Uh, and then like maybe four of them are like you, like they can play a hell of a lot of covers, but if they've got a really good crowd, they're sneaking in some originals right, and they're yeah. not even telling you. You're like, do I not know that one? Like what? Right. <laughs> uh, and like drinks
1: are super cheap. Yeah, um, they're pretty strong down there too
0: they'll give you two like it, it's you know my experience was if you're chatting with the bartender and you're like hey man thanks and you know time to go it's like oh come on i'll give you another like it's right. it's a very it's except it's very expensive to live there right and it's more like we're going for four days in july and it's like more money than i've ever spent on, on a two-bedroom condo rental for four days oh,
1: shit. Wow. It's, hopefully you can uh, uh, take that trip
0: uh, yeah, it's late. It's late July. If we're okay. still like this in Fingers late crossed. July. Oh, yeah. boy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, now. I have to say I'm not optimistic for the uh, <laughs> for, for, for my late May trip on the Navigator.
1: Right. Yeah, <laughs> but I wouldn't be.
0: I, I have a late. Yeah, I cover the cruise industry. Yeah, so <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: I'm actually trying to get uh, some real Caribbean executives to come on our show and talk about it. Oh, no way. That'd be great. Well, we get asked a lot because, you know, the cruise line stocks are 80 percent off. Wow. But in my opinion, and I might be wrong, if you're a profitable business, which they are, somebody's going to loan you the money you need. And Carnival right. today went out and borrowed uh, $3 billion. And while it's at a very high interest rate, they had so many people interested, they're going to increase it to $6 billion. And wow. $6 billion is more than enough to get them through this.
1: I would say so, possibly. <laughs> it,
0: it, you know, But obviously, you must know people who are, are hurting, right?
1: As far as the cruise stuff goes? Yeah, I mean, like, because
0: obviously the musicians comparatively are well-paid. But, right. like, you know, the guy who makes your bed, like, what did they do with those guys? Yeah. Do they send them home? Are they all in a hotel somewhere?
1: I've, so the updates I've seen is that they've uh, canceled the majority of the ships until May. And then I've seen most ships, actually, the first one's supposed to set sail on the 1st of July, I want to say. So I'm sure they are hurting, which sucks, but... um the ones that I've communicated with has been some people from the production cast that were supposed to be on a quantum class ship and uh, they get on the ship. And then two days later were are sent home. So without pay, which is the worst. So it, it's unfortunate.
0: Oh yeah. That's yeah. so, so even if you have a contract, they, if they're not going, you don't get a dime.
1: As far as I know. Yeah. But um, not entirely sure, but from what I've heard so far,
0: yeah, I mean the the official the official day I think is uh, on the on the websites are May eighteenth, wow. uh, but I would think that would be very optimistic <laughs> very, and even very. even the uh, machinations of getting you know you might have to consolidate. It, it, there's a lot going on, so I'm hoping one of them will talk to me, uh, but <laughs> it's also a time that they might want to be a little bit quiet. So, right. so is your plan just to like play more live shows from your from well from your bathroom to be fair, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And record and try to take advantage of the time at home?
1: Honestly, yeah. And so I was a little nervous for my first um, live show from my bathroom on Sunday, but it went very well, in my opinion. And I had a lot of fun. So this might be coming like a weekend, regardless of the outcome of um, how soon this coronavirus stuff gets resolved. And it's, I just have fun playing for people that can't come to my shows in Boston. Yeah, I, I
0: watch the show. The, oh, cool. The, Thanks. The only tough part about it is you, it feels like you're looking at me just like if I'm alone <laughs> in the pub, it feels, you know, cause you are, right. if I'm the only person in the room. right, right. You should be to uh, that by now. <laughs> yeah. But I can't talk to you.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. Be- yeah.
0: Because if it's just you and I in the pub, you might, you know, I mean, you know, some of the music I like, or, or, or I might throw out requests or, or ask mm-hmm. for an original that you've only played once or twice. Right. Um, but obviously you can type to you. Right. And I've thought about yeah. You know, you know I'm putting on a series of of Saturday night shows using Royal Caribbean people right. that I've met, uh, and I thought about doing it as a zoom
1: mm-hmm.
0: where where then there could be some interaction, right. but if you've ever been to a zoom where there's like sixty people in it,
1: it you know, yeah not me <laughs>
0: it's chaos like I, I mean you know like if if like they do it for like yoga classes and things like that, and if yeah. if no one's talking it's fine mm-hmm. if like and you if you have like the, a bit, you can moderate them and like make people raise their hands, but I haven't figured out a way to make it like interactive and right. even like watching you and, and, and Amber do shows where you had to lean over to see like what people are typing right. and asking for it. Yeah, it's, right. um, but do you feel like that's going to be a big change? Cause I've seen so many established artists, you know, like doing basement shows.
1: Right. Honestly, it could be a new wave of things. Who knows? And um I know is for Instagram, I don't know about Facebook, but there's a feature that if you're watching it, you can send a request in to be uh, joined in on the video chat. So you could come up on the video while I'm playing live. We can actually talk to each other, um, uh, okay. but, but I haven't done that yet before, but um, I think Facebook might be using that feature sometime soon, but not to my knowledge.
0: Cause I was watching uh, Saturday afternoon um, and i've mentioned this band to you and i know you don't know them but uh bill janovitz of buffalo tom a okay. uh, beloved boston band who you should yeah. absolutely check out I still gonna check him out <laughs> yeah so he's doing every saturday he's doing like an early happy hour on oh, saturday cool. and he's had like 11 1200 people wow now
1: that's, that's fucking awesome
0: yeah i mean i mean you know look they were a national touring band that had some level of success mm-hmm. he has an incredibly deep catalog, but I've often joked, you know, that they're not full-time musicians. He's a real estate agent, you know? right. a very successful one. Right. But they, you know, they made that decision to have kids and not do 300 shows a year just to eat. Right. Um, but what I said to him once, I interviewed him for the Boston globe. They had done a pledge music drive and it was way oversubscribed to put a, an album out a few years ago. Uh, and I said like, you know, don't tour, just like do a show live streaming from like the paradise and all your fans around the country. Like you might only have cool. thirty thousand fans, but those thirty thousand fans know every song you have.
1: Right, exactly.
0: And now what they do is they put on an album and they'll go sell out like a paradise-sized venue in Seattle. They'll play the 930 Club in DC. They'll you know, they'll do like five or six shows to like rap I mean, I flew to Seattle <laughs> to see yeah, that.
1: That's cool. To, yeah.
0: And, and they'll do like a couple of festivals in Europe because as much as they were never huge, all of their fans now are adults. So we all have 30 bucks. Right, right. Whereas like back in the day when, you know, when I was in college and I was scraping up money to go see them or see anybody, frankly, I you know, see like the Lemonheads right. or whoever else it was in those days. Um, you know, we didn't have any money. So right. yeah. it, you're almost in a better position. Um, anyway, so song you played that I really like that, that related to a trip we were talking about earlier, uh, Mexico sky.
1: Hey, thank you.
0: Any plans to... to you, you've played it a couple times, but you haven't yeah, actually put it out.
1: I have not. Um. So I tried recording that uh, while I was on the ship. I brought like a little bit of a stu- home studio there. And at the time, I only had one microphone. And uh, I was plugging into the DI, which is a little direct input to in my acoustic guitar for the volume for the guitar and then singing vocally through the microphone because the microphone didn't pick up the guitar sound very well. Right. Um. So when I, when I plugged it in uh, direct input, it just had this... I don't know, this fake, uh, I don't know, sound to it. So I didn't love it. But I've since uh, invested in some new equipment, new microphones. So hopefully within the next, I don't know, month or two, I should be putting out. I might put out like a three or four song EP after this single that comes out Friday. So, um, stay tuned. It should be coming out soon.
0: Yeah. See, I think that's one. And, and, and I don't know how to do this. You know, maybe we both can figure out some people who know how to do this. That to me sounds like a song that's like playing over the credits in a, in a, in a movie. Like it's, it's, it's a love story. It's got a very Jack Johnson feel and I didn't know who Jack Johnson was. I mean, I knew who he was by sight, but I, I didn't know his music even though obviously I knew some of his songs without knowing they were his. Right. Um, until i heard you know you talk about him but oh, it cool. has that sort of beach vibe to it sweet um and and obviously there's a a bit of real life yearning to it i'm not i'm, I'm not sure where that relationship yeah. went but yeah, no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll let everybody else figure that out as the new songs come out
0: <laughs> yeah you know but like really cool when you could see a song and like sort of feel the emotion behind it mm-hmm. uh, and that one yeah absolutely and, and Thanks, again brother. i'm um not not the easiest critic in the world
1: <laughs> so, no, that means a lot man i really appreciate you even remembering that song you know because i don't then, think i mentioned that to you since the ship so that's cool. uh,
0: no and i've been meaning to ask you about it since yeah. then and in fact i don't think you played it on the last trip i think i brought it up the last night okay. and we just i think that was one of those nights where like your booked to play from like some ridiculous it's like nine to one like, yeah
1: and then, like, and, after the the balloons drop and stuff, people just go home and go to their, their beds or whatever. I think
0: it was worse. I think it was one of those nights where, like, people had said they were going to show up, and it was, like, me and you. Yeah. And even then, like, they let some of the bartenders go home. Like, yeah,
1: yeah. It, that <laughs> like happened when, a lot.
0: <laughs> it Well, it's funny. I, I watched uh, when Sam was on, I forget which sip it was, Ovation maybe, one one of the ones that does 10 and 11-day itineraries. Okay. And he would send me pictures, just and it would just be like there's no, literally no one there because yeah. those are hundred year old. Who has eleven days to go yeah. on a cruise?
1: The, the, that, the, pub, the pub life's kind of hard sometimes, man.
0: That, that, I said, does it make you wish you played the piano?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. They had crowds every night, honestly. And um, I remember the first night I signed on, I had to play like the night I got in got in there. So I played my first set, and I thought it was a lot of fun. I had like probably like I don't know eight nine people in it. And I go down to check out the piano bar, and there's 40, 50, 60 people there. I'm just like, what the hell is going on?
0: Now, who, who was it playing at that point?
1: Um, it was David Mutter or David Curtis. I, f- I forget. Oh, uh, so like the wacky thing. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was fun.
0: I, see, I, I he's very talented. And I had this conversation with Amber offline. Okay. But he's doing like a shtick. Right. So it's fun to see like once. Right, right. Where, right. Whereas if you're seeing some – and you start to get that his like, you know, good-natured put-downs are mm-hmm. – are rehearsed, right. not not really. I mean, he, again, very funny, very talented, yeah. but kind of like watching like the production show. You don't need to see the showgirl show more than a couple times.
1: Right, right. Like right. It, it,
0: it doesn't change. You can't yell out to him. I mean, he takes requests, but everything is done in sort of that uh, Randy Newman style. <laughs>
1: Yeah, actually that's a good way to put, look at it for sure
0: which again he's very entertaining and, and uh, a story I told an earlier, on an earlier episode is there was one night I couldn't understand why he kept having this uh, singer with him who just wasn't good Okay. And then I realized towards the end of the night, it was his last trip and it was his wife.
1: Oh no shit. <laughs> that makes Cause, I, sense.
0: Cause I was almost going to go ask him and be like, right. did she like give you like a $200? Oh,
1: can you leg? imagine? <laughs> like, yeah. Well, he would have this lady sing for man. And he's like, that's my wife. <laughs>
0: yeah. That, that would not have gone,
1: have no. gone well at all. That, uh,
0: so Steve, anything else you want to talk about?
1: um well i i got a live show tomorrow um i don't know if this is, when this is gonna be posted it's, but it's uh, gonna be
0: posted in like two minutes so say, oh, so tonight is april fool's day it's april 1st it is okay uh, so tomorrow is april 2nd what time are you playing
1: so i'm playing 5 30 eastern standard time in my bathroom but live on instagram and live on facebook and i think i'm gonna make it in every thursday and every sunday night thing so uh so time exp- being.
0: explain to me why you're playing in your
1: bathroom so I, I tried doing things in my bedroom, my living room, and the sound just kind of, I don't know, wasn't uh, giving too much, I guess, reverb to it, which is what you kind of look for when it's just you and a guitar with no microphone and stuff like that. So um, one night I saw somebody doing their live show from their bathtub. And I was like, what? <laughs> so I was like, you know what, I'm going to give this a shot. I'm not going to sit in my bathtub, but uh, I'm going to just sit in the bathroom and see what happens. And honestly, I played for about two hours, just enjoying the sound that it was giving off naturally. So I think that was my best bet
0: that uh, awesome and i i will try to attend
1: uh um, sounds good now bro.
0: if if people miss it are you posting the recordings to your instagram or yeah your... it should
1: be up for 24 hours after the show ends
0: that uh yeah that's that's the tough thing is they don't make it easy to archive those i guess they don't want you to put them on youtube
1: yeah well and it's also an hour long uh cloud storage that they hold on for you i guess right away and if you try to screen record it from your phone it just doesn't come out the same so it's a tough thing to hang on to
0: so if you if you decide you want to do one for like friends fans and family on zoom uh, i could loan you this account and you can record it in the cloud and then put it wherever you want
1: that sounds like a plan to me man
0: it uh yeah i think i think i think i can have like up to 500 people so that'd be a pretty Ah, good absolutely some of our live things over at motley fool have been uh 13, 14,000 people. Wow, so,
1: that's, that's badass, that's cool. It,
0: it, uh, yeah, I guess like if, if some of the ones the CEO has been on have been like, we're pressing the 50,000 people limit. And then it holds all those people in it. Yeah, it holds it. And it were, I mean, it's, it's really impressive technology. Okay. Um, and it, we literally learned it on the fly. I mean, we've always used it for meetings. Right. We, we sort of kind of figured like, hey, like I bet people really want to talk about stocks right now. Let's just do like an experiment and do 24 hours live. Right. Uh, And it was kind of a goof. And then we're like, Oh, wait a minute. Like there's like thousands and thousands of people who are coming to these. Right. Maybe we should start doing it. And now it's like something we intend to do like after.
1: See some light comes out of the darkness, you know? So
0: I've, I've been very lucky, obviously in times like this, people turn to credible financial advice. Right. Um, you know, and I'm proud to say I work for some place that gives that. We donated our, by we, I mean the Motley Fool, donated a million dollars today uh, to New York uh, in lieu of doing our normal April Fool's prank, which obviously, when your name is the Motley Fool, a lot of work <laughs> goes into the April Fool's prank. Right, right. Uh, some of them have been pretty legendary. But anyway, Steve, I hope to watch you tomorrow night. I will get in touch about uh, a week from Saturday booking you to do something for my friends and family Sounds uh, and really anyone who's out there, but I can't promote directly to just to anyone who's out there. <laughs> uh, thank you for doing this. This was a ton of fun.
1: Thanks, Dan. I appreciate it. Be well. All right.
0: I'll talk to you soon. You too.